Chapter Twelve of Tom Swift and His Wireless Message. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tom Swift and His Wireless Message by Victor Appleton. Chapter Twelve A Downward Glide they sat in the cabin of the airship staring helplessly at each other occasionally tom rose to attend to one of the machines or mr fenwick did the same occasionally mr damon uttered a remark then there was silence broken only by the howl of the gale it seemed impossible for the whizzer to travel any faster yet when tom glanced at the speed gauge he noted with a feeling of surprise akin to horror that they were making close to one hundred and fifty miles an hour only an aeroplane could have done it and then only when urged on by a terrific wind which added to the speed produced by the propellers the whole craft swayed and trembled partly from the vibration of the electrical machinery and partly from the awful wind mr fenwick came close to tom and exclaimed do you think it would be any use to try once more to go above or below the path of the storm tom's first impulse was to say that it would be useless but he recollected that the craft belonged to fenwick and surely that gentleman had a right to make a suggestion the young inventor nodded we'll try to go up he said if that doesn't work i'll see if i can force her down it will be hard work though the wind is too stiff tom shifted the levers and rudders his eyes were on the barograph that delicate instrument the trembling hand of which registered their height tom had tilted the deflection rudder to send them up but as he watched the needle he saw it stationary they were not ascending though the great airship was straining to mount to an upper current where there might be calm it was useless however and tom seeing the futility of it shifted the rudder to send them downward this was more easily accomplished but it was a change for the worse since the nearer to the ocean they went the fiercer blew the wind Back go back up higher cried mr damon we can't yelled tom we've got to stay here now oh but this is awful exclaimed mr fenwick we can never stand this the airship swayed more than ever and the occupants were tossed about in the cabin from side to side indeed it did seem that human beings never could come alive out of that fearful ordeal as tom looked from one of the windows of the cabin he noted a pale grayish sort of light outside at first he could not understand what it was then as he observed the sickly gleams of the incandescent electric lamps he knew that the hour of dawn was at hand see he exclaimed to his companions pointing to the window morning is coming 
morning gasped mr damon is the night over now perhaps we shall get rid of the storm i'm afraid not answered tom as he noted the anemometer and felt the shudderings of the whizzer as she careened on through the gale it hasn't blown out yet the pale light increased the electrics seemed to dim and fade tom looked to the engines some of the apparatus was in need of oil and he supplied it when he came back to the main cabin where stood mr damon and mr fenwick it was much lighter outside less than a day since we left philadelphia murmured the owner of the whizzer as he glanced at the distance indicator yet we have come nearly sixteen hundred miles we certainly did travel top speed i wonder where we are still over the ocean replied mr damon as he looked down at the heaving billows rolling amid crests of foam far below them though what part of it would be hard to say we'll have to reckon out our position when it gets calmer tom came from the engine room his face wore a troubled look and he said addressing the older inventor mr fenwick i wish you'd come and look at the gas generating apparatus it doesn't seem to be working properly anything wrong asked mr damon suspiciously i hope not replied tom with all the confidence he could muster it may need adjusting i am not so familiar with it as i am with the one on the red cloud the gas seems to be escaping from the bag and we may have to descend for some distance but the aeroplanes will keep us up said mr damon yes they will and tom hesitated that is unless something happens to them they are rather frail to stand alone the brunt of the gale and i wish tom did not complete the sentence instead he paused suddenly and seemed to be intently listening from without there came a rending tearing crashing sound the airship quivered from end to end and seemed to make a sudden dive downward then it appeared to recover and once more glided forward tom followed by mr fenwick made a rush for the compartment where the machine was installed they had no sooner reached it than there sounded an explosion and the airship recoiled as if it had hit a stone wall bless my shaving brush what's that cried mr damon has anything happened i'm rather afraid there has answered tom solemnly it sounded as though the gas bag went up and i'm worried over the strength of the planes we must make an investigation we're falling almost screamed mr fenwick as he glanced at the barograph the delicate needle of which was swinging to and fro registering different altitudes bless my feather bed so we are shouted mr damon let's jump and avoid being caught under the airship he darted for a large window opening from the main cabin 
and was endeavoring to raise it when tom caught his hand what are you trying to do asked the lad hoarsely save my life i want to get out of this as soon as i can i'm going to jump don't think of it you'd be instantly killed we're too high for a jump even into the ocean the ocean oh is that still below us is there any chance of being saved what can be done mr damon hesitated we must first find out how badly we are damaged said tom quietly we must keep our heads and be calm no matter what happens i need your help mr damon this served to recall the rather excited man to his senses he came back to the centre of the cabin which was no easy task for the floor of it was tilted at first one angle and then another he stood at tom's side what can i do to help you he asked mr fenwick was darting here and there examining the different machines none of them seemed to be damaged if you will look and see what has happened to our main wing planes i will see how much gas we have left in the bag suggested tom then we can decide what is best to be done we are still quite high and it will take some time to complete our fall as even if everything is gone the material of the bag will act as a sort of parachute mr damon darted to a window in the rear of the cabin where he could obtain a glimpse of the main wing planes he gave a cry of terror and astonishment two of the planes are gone he reported they are torn and are hanging loose i feared as much retorted tom quietly the gale was too much for them what of the lifting gas asked mr fenwick quickly it has nearly all flowed out of the retaining bag then we must make more at once i will start the generating machine he darted toward it it will be useless spoke tom quietly why because there is no bag left to hold it the silk and rubber envelope has been torn to pieces by the gale the wind is even stronger than it was last night then what's to be done demanded mr damon with the return of his alarmed and nervous manner bless my fingernails what's to be done for an instant tom did not answer it was constantly getting lighter though there was no sun for it was obscured by scudding clouds the young inventor looked critically at the various gauges and indicators he is is there any chance for us asked mr fenwick quietly i think so answered tom with a hopeful smile we have about two thousand feet to descend for we have fallen nearly that distance since the accident two thousand feet to fall gasped mr damon we can never do it and live i think so spoke tom bless my gizzard how fairly exploded mr damon 
by volplaning down but even if we do we will fall into the ocean cried mr fenwick we will be drowned no and tom spoke more quietly than before we are over a large island he went on and i propose to let the disabled airship volplane down to it that is our only chance over an island cried mr damon he looked down through the floor observation window tom had spoken truly at that moment they were over a large island which had suddenly loomed up in the wild and desolate waste of the ocean they had reached its vicinity just in time tom stepped to the steering and rudder levers and took charge he was going to attempt a most difficult feat that of guiding a disabled airship back to earth in the midst of a hurricane and landing her on an unknown island could he do it there was but one answer he must try it was the only chance of saving their lives and a slim one at best down shot the damaged wizard like some giant bird with broken wings but tom swift was in charge and it seemed as if the craft knew it as she began that earthward glide end of chapter twelve